My name is Nate Mickle. You're listening to Mickles and Dimes Layer 2, where every interview is dedicated to the simple, the practical, and the underappreciated. Chad Lewis radiates positivity and energy. He's a three-time Pro Bowl football player who played tight end for the Philadelphia Eagles and Andy Reid and the St. Louis Rams. Prior to the NFL, Chad made a name for himself at BYU, where he initially joined the team as a walk-on, non-scholarship player, and eventually became a scholarship all-conference player. Chad is also the author of the memoir, Surround Yourself with Greatness, a memoir that inspired me to write my own memoir. Chad currently serves as Associate Athletic Director at BYU. He is married to the Volleyball All-American and BYU Hall of Fame member Michelle Fellows, and together they have five children. I hope you enjoy learning from Chad Lewis today and getting inspired by him, because I always do. Chad, it's so great to connect again. When I was trying out for the BYU football team, one of the coaches had a meeting with all the players trying out, and he was trying to set expectations. And he said something like, look, I know you all think you're going to be the next Chad Lewis, but you're not. And I have to say, that coach was right. At the time, you know, it didn't feel real good. Uh, Regardless, uh, I am happy to be able to chat with you today. You got a ton of positive energy, and it's always great to chat with you, Chad. That's cool. Thanks so much, Nate. Um, that really leads me into the first point, exactly what I want to talk about walking on. I think um, walking on is a principle of my life and a lot of people's lives that I would say gives us a massive advantage over everyone else. Even people that are five-star, full-ride, Full scholarship, guys. Why Why in the world would I say that? I say it because life is dang hard. Life is hard. It hits you in the face again and again and again. There was something about walking on that was so dang hard. You're walking onto a team without a scholarship. You're walking into a locker room who doubts you. You're walking into a group of guys who you have to earn their respect. Football and sports is not something that you can buy your way in or fake your way in. You have to earn it. And you're given a very small and short window as a walk-on to earn their respect. You have to go from zero to hero very quickly. And there's gotta be a spark or a glimmer or a ray of hope somewhere at the very beginning that gives your coaches and teammates a reason to invest their faith in you. And so you know that as a walk-on, how small and how tight that window is. You, you're going in, praying your guts out, working your guts out, hoping your guts out, that good things are going to happen, that you're, I mean, the dream would be to get a scholarship. The dream would be to actually play. But walk-ons feel that, and there's a great brotherhood with walk-ons because of that, because it's so dang hard. And so... This principle of walking on and earning it and making it was something that I've ha- I've seen in my life over and over again. When I went to the pros, I was not drafted. I went as a free agent to the Philadelphia Eagles. And guess what? I was presented the opportunity to walk on all over again. It was the wow. same thing, the same locker room, same feelings, same short, tight window. And I was on the Philadelphia Eagles for a year and two games. I broke my ankle and I was cut. I went to the St. Louis Rams and guess what? I had to walk on all over again. I stayed on that team for a year 
And right before the Super Bowl in 99, I was cut and traded back to the Philadelphia Eagles. New coach, new locker room. Guess what? I had to walk on all over again. So I stayed with the Eagles for seven years. We went to the Super Bowl. Great experiences, great teammates, best coach in the business and Andy Reid. And then when I was finished with the NFL, guess what? I had to walk on all over again to whatever we're doing. So walking on is a principle that's important also to full ride, full scholarship kids. Why? Because the rest of their life, they're going to have to walk on. And we, you and I, Nate, were given the beautiful opportunity to learn that lesson right up front. So we didn't have to wait until we were done with college to figure out that, hey, life is about walking on. We know the drill. We understand the pain and the pressure and the opportunity, the joy of accomplishing goals, the beauty of earning your peers' respect, the joy of the difficulty. You know, President Monson would talk about the joy in the journey. It, that is exactly what it is for a walk-on. There's a joy in the hard pioneer journey that we had to walk. And when good things happen, when we make some plays and we get some respect and get an opportunity, it's the most beautiful thing ever. And it fuels us for what? It fuels us for the next experience coming up quickly, more quickly than we expect, <laughs> where we're walking on all over again. And what is what are the arrows in our quiver? The arrows in our quiver are these experiences like, I did it, I did it here, I did it again, I did it again. And then we, we, we have a, a quiver full of arrows. And so the next opportunity is like, hey, I don't really care what you want me to do, I can do it. You want me to learn a new language? Okay, let's get to work. You want me to learn a new industry, okay, I know I have in my heart and soul what it takes to actually do this. Yes, it's gonna be hard. Yes, I'm gonna have to pray. Yes, I'm gonna have to use every resource I got, but I know I can do it. So that principle of walking on, we were the lucky ones because we learned it right up front. I feel bad for my brothers who were given a full scholarship who had to wait just a little while before life punched them in the face before they realized that they're a walk-on too. So there you go. That's, that's really important to me. I love this frame, Chad. And I've never actually thought of it. I remember when I walk, so I, I make the team, uh, we, we go over to the new building, the SAB, and I literally didn't have a locker. I had a corner that I had to throw my stuff into. There's 105 other guys that have lockers. There's me and like uh, a couple kickers who literally didn't have a locker. We're throwing our stuff in the corner. I went to get cleats. I was given uh, high tops and, you know, I'm a slot receiver running back and I asked for better cleats. He looks at me, says, no, you're, you know, you're a walk-on. I tell Fahu Tahi, Fahu kind of gets upset. He goes and gets me some cleats for my position. Uh, but through all of that, I love to your point that I was able to learn, like, yeah, I don't care. I'm going to, I'm going to make it happen. And I've never, you know, this is so naive of me, but until this moment, I've never thought of everybody else on that team being a walk-on the rest of their life in every other situation they go into. And I just love that from now on, ever since I've had this moment with you, 
I can have that framework of everybody's a walk-on at some point. So you might as well learn the lesson earlier and later. I actually think giving things handed to us is it's handing us a wheelchair. It's handing us a pair of crutches. You give me something that I don't don't deserve, that I haven't earned, I don't know how to use it yet. And you just took away part of my fight. So here's a great quote from Robert Frost. Life is terrible. There's no way out, only through. Okay, if that's the case, and we know that life is actually beautiful, God has built this beautiful earth for us. He's given us more blessings than we'll ever be able to comprehend. But there is so much truth to that Robert Frost statement that your life is terrible. Terrible things, meaning challenges, meaning hard things, meaning difficulties will come. And there's no way we can get out of them. We've got to go through. So thank heavens that we learned right up front. Okay, this is how I use my skills and my gifts to get through this challenge, this obstacle. Is it going over it, around it, through it, under it, over it? <laughs> like we have been given this amazing opportunity to put all of our faith, skills, hopes and dreams to the test. And people are watching us, seeing how we're going to react when our coaches blow up on us. And they know it's not fair, but we're a walk-on. They're watching to see how we react to how hard it is. They're watching to see how you deal with getting a pair of high tops when you're a slot receiver. <laughs> and none of that goes unnoticed. And when you come out on the other end, earning their respect, then that's eternal. For the rest of their life, they look at you like, dang, man. You did it. Yeah. And there's something really cool there. Well, it, it reminds me of Bronco Mendenhall's motto, earned, not given. And he talks about how hard is good. Hard isn't kind of good. Hard is really good. Uh, Chad, any other lessons you'd like to share before we wrap up? My dad had a stroke when I was 18 years old, uh, four, year, four months before I went on a, um, a church mission to Taiwan for two years. My dad was healthy. He was a marathon runner. He was a physician. He delivered 2,000 babies. And over the course of a couple months, he got what seemed like a flu infection. He would have night sweats. It turned out to be endocarditis. And it ended up giving him an aneurysm that was operable to save his life, but not optimal. So he had a an emergency brain surgery. There were four arteries in his brain that were hemorrhaging. The only thing they could do to save his life was to clamp off those arteries. And so it did save his life, but it took the left side of his body from him. He's still alive. It's 32 years, almost 33 years later. He's had to learn how to walk again, learn how to drive again. He does everything with one hand. So he ties his tie, ties his shoes. And so here's a perfectly healthy guy that took great care of his body, nutrition-wise, health-wise. And then he has this, this, this wicked health situation thrust upon him. He didn't choose that. But two things that happened. Number one, he had a burning desire to get up and walk. 
he had a burning desire not to complain, but to see the good in the world, see the good in people. That was really impressive. And my mom at the same time was, I mean, we, it was just a bomb for our family. It was really hard. She went and got uh, a little journal in the gift shop of the hospital. And she said, this is our blessings book. We're just going to focus on our blessings. We're going to focus on what we have. So we would gather at the hospital every night and we would have prayer together as a family. And we would write in this journal, this book, this blessings book, what we had. And sometimes it was just listing the cookies that were brought to us from neighbors. The people that stopped by the hospital to give us encouragement. Those were our, that was all we had. And so we would write in this blessings book, the Johnsons brought some, some cookies and what that meant. And so it took me a year being a missionary in Taiwan, going through the ups and downs, learning a language, learning a new culture, being a missionary. But thinking about what happened in my dad's hospital room, he was there for two months, hospital and rehab. Thinking about what my mom and my dad did to survive something so, so radically difficult. And that's, I just boil it down to their, their great attitudes or focusing on blessings their desire to get up and walk and move and live again. And it's the most impressive thing. I've used their example my, my whole life through football, definitely walking on at BYU, definitely through the NFL. And since then, raising a family, having a career, their ability in the middle of absolute chaos to still have a good attitude, to still keep their faith, to still keep their sweetness for other people and life itself to have a desire to accomplish goals and most importantly i would say seriously was just the ability to count blessings instead of count problems because whatever you count the physics of counting it multiplies so if you're going to count problems if you're a pickle sucker and a complainer you, you want to count problems they will multiply and if you're going to count blessings, guess what? You're going to see more of them. And that was that was what I got from my parents. It changed my life. It gave me it gave me hope, especially coming back to Robert Frost when times stink and life is terrible, and you have to figure out how to get through it. And really powerful. I'm so grateful for my parents. Oh, I love this lesson, Chad, and I can relate. When I was on my mission, my mother um, was sick, had uh, giant cell myocarditis, ended up needing a transplant and uh, was on the heart transplant list for like, I believe it was less than 24 hours, got a heart faster than anybody had ever gotten one wow. and it just plowed through like with a new heart. And, uh, and then unexpectedly, my dad passed away, got sick with lung cancer and uh, the, wow. the endurance and faith that he had while going through that for three years was just um just so impactful. And then watching my mom plow through nine more years without him by her side. And, you know, as a kid, I think it's easy. You, you, your parents teach you, you know, like, you know, stay positive, push forward, but your trials are so small. And to that point, my parents' trials had been small, but to see relatively small, but to then see them facing the ultimate challenge of death and then watch them still plow through with faith and optimism and hope 
you know, I, I, I love that lesson and, and I'm, I'm grateful for them. And so cool that you're able to learn that from your parents as well. Yeah, that's amazing. Wow. Serious stories. Well, Chad, you've made my life better, not only just today, but uh, you have such positive energy. You've got me motivated to just keep attacking that's life cool. with, you know, counting my <laughs> blessings, not my problems. I just really appreciate you taking a few minutes to share these hard-earned lessons with me today and uh, just want to wish you all the best. And thanks again for coming on today. Always be grateful that you didn't have a locker, man. <laughs> <laughs> you had a place and an opportunity and you took full advantage and you ripped it. That's who you are. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's my new model. Just be grateful. I never had a locker. All right. Thanks, man. <laughs> thanks, Nate. Thanks for listening to this episode of Mickles and Dimes. I love Chad Lewis and I bet you do too now. And I love the lessons Chad shared today. First, embrace being a walk-on. Life is hard. It hits you in the face again and again and again. So we all need to learn how to walk on. Chad first walked on at BYU. Then he walked on to the Eagles, the Rams, and the Eagles again. There's no buying your way onto the team. You can't fake your way in. You have to earn it. When Chad finished playing football, he had to walk on again in his professional career. There's beauty in earning your peers' respect, and there's joy in the hard, pioneer journey. In the words of Robert Frost, life is terrible. There's no way out only through. Second, count your blessings, not your problems, because whatever we count multiplies. When Chad's dad got sick and lost the use of the left side of his body, he didn't sulk. He had a burning desire to walk again, to not complain, and to see the good in the world and other people. And Chad's mom responded in kind. In their most intense grief and pain, Chad's mom bought a journal from the gift shop of the hospital and created the blessing book. As the family gathered for prayer each night, they wrote down their blessings from the day, and sometimes it was as simple as writing down the cookies they received from neighbors. But by counting their blessings, their blessings multiplied. In summary, life is about walking on and counting our blessings all the while. Being grateful when you don't have a locker. It's a simple idea. Please take it seriously. Nate Mickle here with three quick requests. First, if you would like a quick summary of these lessons delivered to your inbox, sign up for Nate's Notes at natemickle.com. Second, if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others. And finally, if you'd give this podcast a five-star review on Apple iTunes, I would really appreciate it. Thanks for your support.